When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or over on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 182 of the show, and we hope that you are loving our start on 2019. As I just mentioned, you know, you can always find us over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. But I wanted to remind you that we have a special hashtag for all of you awesomes to use this year as we celebrate 2019 as the year of awesomes know how. One of my very favorite things about Instagram is that we can all show off the things that we are into what we're working on, what we're doing really well in life. So when you post those moments from your own life on your Instagram, we really want you to use the hashtag Awesomes Know How so we can celebrate all of your awesomeness and share some of what you're doing on our Sorta Awesome Show Instagram account. So again, one more time, the hashtag to use so we can find you and feature you is Awesomes Know How. All right, like I said, this is episode 182 of Sorta Awesome. And you know, like I just said, we're focusing this year on awesomes know how, what we already know how to do, and what we want to learn how to do. I am so excited about this week's episode because I am joined this week by an awesome who really knows what she's doing when it comes to creating a home that is cozy, inviting, and most of all, a home that is in alignment with who you are in all of your awesome glory. Amber Brandt is a freelance writer and the decorating maven behind The Coziness Consultant. She believes coziness is next to godliness and wants to help people feel truly at home in their lives. Whether she's decorating a client space, speaking at a women's event, or simply posting on Instagram, Amber always shares practical tips and content that is straight from the heart. Amber, hello, and welcome to Sorta Awesome. Hello. Thank you so much for being up to coming to Sorta Awesome this week. I thought this would be the perfect time for us to really lean in 
to everything that makes home cozy and inviting right now because we have a lot of winter ahead of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're just getting started. Yeah, especially up in Michigan where you are literally like you're in your house whether you want to be or not because there's so much snow everywhere. Yeah. If you're parked in the street, you're plowed in. So there's there's no hope of getting out. (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, truly, here we are. It's February. Spring can feel a long way for lots of us, I guess, depending on where you live. I mean, for those of us down in Oklahoma, we're looking forward to next month and things kind of getting green again. But some of you all who are listening have lots of winter ahead. So I thought it was the perfect time of year to talk about. What is it that makes us feel cozy at home? And I also, I got a bunch of questions for Amber because I'm really interested in learning how do we carry that concept of coziness and warmth and welcome throughout the year, not just when we're snowed in. So Amber (laughs) and I are going to talk about all of that in just a few minutes. But first, let's do go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. It's that moment in the show where we share with you all the things that are awesome in our life right now, whether it is a podcast or a movie, a new product that we're loving, a Netflix binge, whatever it is, that's making life just a little bit more awesome this week. So Amber, what do you have for us? Well, I came prepared with salt, fat, acid, and heat. And I'm talking about the book and the Netflix series. Awesome. I loved, absolutely loved the Netflix series, but I have not read the book. So I want to hear all about it. Okay. So I'm a little behind the ball because the book came out last year, but I heard a story on NPR and I thought this actually, this book is a great gift for my husband, Kyle, because he will always say to me like, Oh, I feel like this needs like a little more acid or lime. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I generally think things need more salt. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He, you know, has this way of being able to put his finger on just what's missing. So I thought, well, this is a great book for him. So I got him the book for Christmas. And when he opened it, he said, I almost bought this for you. Oh, so we're kind of starting it. to kind of go through the book together. And then we started watching the Netflix series. And I just think that she is so dear. She's so down to earth mm. and sweet. And she has obviously such invaluable input, but she's just so inspired and so interested and so in love with whoever she's talking to and what they're teaching her. And so yeah, we've just really been enjoying it and being able to kind of have the seamless experience from screen into her book. The illustrations are adorable and it's just really approachable and we love it. We've been really enjoying it. I think that Samin Nazrat is like, one of the most charming people on our planet right now. I mean, she just exudes charisma. And like you were saying, her genuine deep love for food and what makes for good taste, like what is actually enjoyable as an experience with food, it is contagious. Like, Mm -hmm. again, I haven't read the book. The book looks darling and I do have it on my wish list for sure. But just watching her on screen, she is just so magnetic. And golly, what a gift to us she is right now, for sure. I know. And I think, too, I think, you know, people maybe who weren't raised, like my mom was so good about, you know, you start with oil and, you know, cut up an onion and while that's, you know, caramelizing, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I learned a lot of those basics. But for people who maybe are really reliant on recipes, the idea of actually navigating the kitchen by taste or by your other senses, I think could be really intimidating. And she just, you know, she said something about 
that the salt, fat, acid, and heat are like four directions on a compass. And that it just kind of helps you to navigate through the kitchen and they're tools that you learn how to wield. And ideally, you know, you end up being able to go recipe free, you know, just by using your other instincts and the skills that you've developed. So you know what you're looking for. Right, exactly. I just think she's lovely. Okay, well, we will put a link in the show notes for you all. If you do want to check out the book, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And again, it is on Netflix. And truly, I think it is the perfect time of year to go ahead and binge that series. It's so calming and comforting and inspiring. So if you're going to be stuck inside anyway, you may as well get in the kitchen and try some things. Well, and she travels the world. So yes. if you need a break from the snow, yes. <laughs> <instant> vacay. <laughs> totally, totally love that. Love that. Okay. Well, my awesome of this week is, this is maybe the first time this has ever happened. It's a book I'm reading inspired by a podcast I'm listening to. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think this is the first time one of my awesomes has been at the intersection of two things that I love, which it's is very reading. meta of you. Yeah, it is. It is really. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. ABC News just dropped a new podcast called The Dropout. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's mm-hmm. brand new, just came out. And so The Dropout, it's going to be a limited run podcast. It does a deep dive into the story of Elizabeth Holmes who is the entrepreneur behind a company that was called Theranos. It made big news, sort of kind of like in the early to mid 2000s, because Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos claimed to have created a device that could run all kinds of health tests and health screens Hmm. on a tiny little drop of blood. Wow. So yeah, it was like such a fascinating concept that had the potential to really revolutionize healthcare. So it was making the news all over the place. And again, Elizabeth Holmes, as a young woman, the podcast is called The Dropout because she went to Stanford University for a year and dropped out like 19 to create this company. She had this idea and wanted to really see it happen. And so here you have a very interesting story coming out of Silicon Valley where there's not that many women who startups, first Mm -hmm. of all, and especially not in the medical industry. So Mm -hmm. Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes were all over the news for a couple of years there. So I listened to the first episode of The Dropout when it came out, and I was totally hooked on this story. And this is where the book comes in. It reminded me that for months and months, people had been recommending to me to read and were just like raving about how good the book Bad Blood by John Carreyou is. Mm -hmm. So Bad Blood, it actually came out last year, last May. It is the very in-depth story of Elizabeth Holmes and everything that went on behind the scenes at Theranos. Hmm. So I had some Audible credits that I saved up. I always forget that I have Audible credits. <laughs> <laughs> I like see the charges that comes through every month and I'm like, oh yeah, I should really use this. Like, like finding $5 <laughs> in your coat pocket. Yeah, it really is. I'll be looking at something on Amazon. I'm like, oh, I could get it on Audible because I have all these credits. <laughs> <laughs> so fancy. Yeah, exactly. So I decided to go ahead and pick it up on Audible. And it's so fascinating. I, like I said, people have been recommending this book to me, Bad Blood. And I was like, I mean, it sounds fascinating, but how interesting can a book about a startup about testing blood be? You guys, I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like the things that Elizabeth's personality, first of all, is very fascinating and very intriguing. The way that her management style, the way she ran the company Theranos, um, the things the boundaries she pushed, 
the hirings and firings that went on. It is really something. I thought I was a little bit reluctant to read it because I was like, I'm not really a sciencey person, you know? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get all bogged down in these details about how blood tests work? You do feel like you're kind of learning a little bit of, actually about how mm-hmm. blood tests work, but it's <laughs> mostly about the personalities and the dynamics of what were going on, all that was going on at Theranos during this time. So mm. in between the time of like the first episode of The Dropout coming out and the next one coming out, I'm like binging through the book Bad Blood. <laughs> so <laughs> I have Elizabeth Holmes on my mind a lot right now. <laughs> wow. Anyway, it's really fantastic. So you're getting a twofer with my awesome of the week this week, because I recommend both the ABC News podcast, which I don't think is going to be able to go quite as in depth because Bad Blood really digs into a lot of the stories and the behind the scenes stuff that was going on. But the dropout's fantastic. It's really well produced. And then Bad Blood, the book, I have to join with the chorus of people who are like, you just have to read it to believe it because it gets pretty crazy. (laughs) Juicy, juicy. Yeah, it is. It's super juicy for sure. For (laughs) sure. So, okay. So I'll put links to both of those into the show notes, like I said, along with Amber's awesome of the week. And, you know, every single Friday, we want to hear from you all, the awesomes, what's awesome in your life. So over on Instagram, find us on Friday mornings. You can tell us all about your awesome of the week over there at Sorta Awesome Show. And every single Friday in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group, We open up the floor for you all to tell us what's awesome in your life. So if you haven't joined our Facebook community yet, we would love to have you. Over 5,000 women who are just there every day, supporting each other, encouraging each other, helping each other along this path through life in the most awesome way possible. So if you haven't found us on Facebook, you can do that by going to Facebook and searching for Sorta Awesome Hangout Group. Hey, awesomes. For most of us, picking out a little special something for the women in our lives, our sisters, our best friends, our moms, can be so much fun. However, when it comes to picking out gifts for the men in our life, it can get downright stressful. But I have the perfect solution for you. It's Man Crates. Man Crates knows what guys like, and they have hundreds of gift options, so you know you're going to find the perfect surprise for him. These gifts are totally unique, and most of their gifts are shipped in a sealed wooden crate with a crowbar, and even opening them is an experience he'll never forget. They have unique gifts like the personalized barware crate with personalized pint glass glasses and bottle opener, and also like the pizza grilling crate with pizza stones and a two-sided dough roller that he'll use all the time. Or you could check out Man Crate's take on Valentine's with a jerky heart. It's actually a heart-shaped box filled with beef jerky. I picked out one for Kyle and he loved it. Or the salami bouquet. The name says it all. You can give an unforgettable Valentine's Day gift this year. Plus, every man crate comes with 100% satisfaction guarantee. So Awesomes get him a man crate plus one of their meaty Valentine's gifts and save. Just for Valentine's Day, get 14% off when you spend $100 or more at mancrates.com slash awesome. That's 14% off when you spend $100 or more at mancrates.com slash awesome. mancrates.com slash awesome. 
Awesomes, don't forget you're supposed to be on a mission to find the perfect bra this year. I know shopping for a bra could be such a pain. You have to get yourself to the store, go through the awkwardness of getting fitted, and then basically you can only choose from whatever the store has in stock that day. It's not that awesome, but I do want to introduce you to a company that has changed everything about bras for women, and that's Third Love. With Third Love, you start with their Fit Finder quiz. It takes less than a minute to complete, and Third Love knows how to ask all the right questions to figure out what kind of fit you need from your bra. They even give you so many options for figuring out what your actual breast shape is, which totally matters when finding a perfect fit. Third Love offers double the number of sizes that most brands offer, cups A through H, bands up to 48. 50% of women fall in between standard cup sizes, so Third Love invented half cup sizing. And their bras are hands down the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. They have tagless labels, which means no itching, strap that won't slip, ultra soft smoothing fabrics, and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. Which is why the Third Love bras that I have are my absolute favorites. They're like no other bra I've ever worn. Third Love knows there is a perfect bra for every body. So right now they're offering you awesomes 15% off your first order when you go to thirdlove.com slash awesome right now to find the perfect fitting bra. You're going to get 15% off your first purchase at thirdlove.com slash awesome, 15% off today. All right. We are going to dig in and get cozy. Maybe you should pour yourself a fresh cup of coffee or brew some tea, whatever your warm and cozy beverage of choice is. <laughs> We are going to be all about getting cozy as we really try to get through this. Depending on your mindset, it can kind of feel like a slog these mm -hmm. last few weeks of winter. But Amber, I would love for you to start really just by telling us, like, I know that most likely you did not just wake up one morning and you were like, you know what I am? I'm the coziness consultant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because it's like, you know, people tell you if you hear something repeated, like something that a kind of a repeating pattern, like a word po keeps popping up or something keeps popping up that you should lean into that. And it was a long time of people coming to my house saying, oh my gosh, this is so cozy. Do you think you could help me? Or, you know, when I buy a house someday, can you come help me? Yeah. And so it actually kind of was one morning after I had been hearing this for so long. And for me, Kyle and I had been doing a lot of personal work, like when we started talking about the process of buying a house, we were also doing this class at church that was helping us to focus on our values and kind of uncover the things that were true of us as individuals and as a couple. And yeah. so kind of this time, this class that we were taking, and then also thinking about buying a house, we really were talking about what do we want? Like if we really want to live well, according to what makes sense for us, then we need to make sure that our house makes sense. You know, that if entertaining yeah. is important, that there is a dining room, you know, things like that. We started having these conversations. And so anyway, so kind of going into the process of purchasing our house and some work that we were doing in our own lives, I just uncovered this value of coziness that mm. I was pretty obsessed <laughs> with the idea of being cozy. But what I realized was that all these things that were cozy to me like a super plush rug, like bathroom rug, or, you know, a lovely throw or something like that. They all had this kind of underpinning that was about being at home and being safe and being comfortable and being vulnerable. 
and kind of creating connection. So out of those things we kind of practiced in our own house, then people started coming and saying, yeah, this is so cozy. Could you help me? And so one day it was like, oh my goodness, I can do this. I can help people. And I'm going to call myself the coziness consultant. And it was like, I bought the URL that day and and just sort of started down this path. And, you know, it's kind of been, it's like there was all these like talents and abilities and interests on the front end. And then going through the process of doing our own house and it's over a hundred years old. And so we've had to fix a lot of weird quirks and helping other people (laughs) with weird challenges. Like I've discovered a real skill and, and vision to be able to kind of see potential and see practically how to fix or adjust or change a space so that it makes sense. And so that it contributes to that overall sense of feeling at home in our own homes. I love that so much, Amber, because truly what you just described, that is the essence of what our whole year of Awesomes Know How is about, is being able to kind of really tune in to what it is that we do well. And I love that you said it was something that you heard repeated back to you, like different people would say it. Mm -hmm. Really, your home is so cozy. Can you help me create this in my home? I think sometimes it's so easy for us to just be like, oh, people say this, but I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. And I will say, I will be the first to confess, I do that myself. It took years of people saying to me, you have a good voice. Or I, you know, I heard you mm-hmm. on Tisha's podcast and I thought your voice sounded great. There was something that was in me that was so resistant to being like, maybe I should use my voice in some way. Right. <laughs> right. I do think that sometimes there is that epiphany moment where we just like, maybe I actually should do this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm certain no one is going to say that about my voice. Oh, no, no, that was it. Your voice sounds fantastic. (laughs) Your voice sounds fantastic, truly. But I do, I think all of us do that. We can be a little bit resistant when we hear, especially when it's something that people say to us often, we can kind of get to the point where we're just like, oh, I don't know. Or if it's something that maybe comes naturally to you, you don't even see it as like, something that's unique. You're just like, well, I just do this. This is just what I do. That's just what I was going to say is that I think we downplay or diminish or even completely like, I don't know, abandon or ignore those things because they do come so natural. You think everybody must know this, Uh, but everybody does not know it. And if other people are recognizing that about you and it keeps coming to the surface, right, then that's telling you something that you need to lean into. Yes, absolutely. I agree so much. So I want to take a thread of what you're just saying, like how this started to really become more concrete for you is that you were realizing a lot of what you did sort of externally in your space, in your home, actually reflected some inward things, some internal things that you held dear, that were important to you, that sort of then were naturally conveyed in your living space. I know that that's actually a big theme in how you work with your clients and how you talk about home life is Mm -hmm. like identifying what are your personal values and then let's go from there. I just want you to say all the words about that. Okay. Well, for one thing, one of my like life goals is to be a really good friend. I know that sounds Mm. simple, but for me, you know, I think I went through a lot of my childhood without strong connections to other kids my age because 
I'm a one on the Enneagram. And so, you know, I was like this kind of model student and I wanted to do everything, you know, please my parents and I could carry on these mature conversations with adults, but I didn't have a lot of connection with friends my age. Mm -hmm. And I remember like having that longing. And so as I've grown up, the friendships that have come into my life that have been so mutual and life-giving just have meant so much to me. And it's kind of formed in me this desire, right, to also extend that kind of, you know, friendship and familiarity and acceptance. And so I think that's a small part of what is kind of reflected in the coziness too, is like when people come to my house, I want them to feel like they belong here, that we're celebrating them, that we're excited. Like, for instance, you know, and this is one of those things too, that I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And then, you know, when you start talking to people, I went to anthropology one day when we finished our kitchen renovation and I bought, you know, some of the monogrammed coffee mugs. And I came home and my sister said to me, why do you have a why? Why did you buy a why? There's no one in this house. And I said, you, (laughs) you had a why, you know? Yeah. And so some of those things that were like at the very beginning of my kind of coziness journey, right, have like become these really beautiful kind of central things Mm. that are core. And so for me, a big part of it is working with clients, helping them uncover what is true of their family, what is unique about them, what they're passionate about, but also how they need to practically live in their space. Yeah. And so like, how do you intersect those things? Right. Because, you know, design aesthetics and tastes vary widely and, you know, trends come and go and it's okay to want and to employ trendy things. But at the core, what is true of you, that won't change. And so if your house can be a reflection of you that is welcoming to other people, then of course, you're also going to feel so comfortable in this space because you're surrounded by things you love and things that you know, are an extension of who you are. So I think what matters most then is that you're able to identify those values, how you want to feel in your house, how you want others to feel in your house, and how you need to live in this space. For families who maybe like to play games, you know, making sure that, you know, where you keep your games is in close proximity to your dining room, or you have, you know, if you have a sectional, you have like a lovely, you know, ottoman, maybe that's comfortable and you could all cozy up around the ottoman or However, it is that, you know, you can create your home to function around those things and help create opportunities and lower barriers and thresholds to doing those things is going to actually help to encourage you to live more deeply into those values. You know, if family meals are important or if you like to cook, you know, investing your money and your intention into those spaces and into the things that you need to better live those values, not just to buy another throw pillow because another throw pillow is beautiful. Even though I don't think there's an end to the number of throw pillows you can have. (laughs) My husband does not feel the same. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes choosing, right, to spend your money and invest more toward those things that give you an opportunity to live into the values versus just what is aesthetic. That is such a powerful point because I know home aesthetics and like kind of creating the space that I want, that is something that does not come naturally to me. And so I'm one of those people that can get very distracted, say at Target or, you know, a home goods store and just be like, oh, that's pretty or, oh, I like that. And then it ends up being just collection of stuff Mm -hmm. that does not have that sort of cohesive 
foundation mm-hmm. of like, no, it's less about the stuff that you have. It's more about like, what kind of life do you want to live in this space? Mm-hmm. And then you build out from there. That is such a powerful insight. And I'm already like, my wheels are turning as we're talking because I'm thinking about like, okay, I'm getting it. This makes sense in a way that, you know, trying to understand like things like I'm never going to be somebody who understands like color palettes and even really Mm -hmm. like what textures go well together. I can appreciate when I see it, but that's not intrinsic in me. But what I can understand is like, what are the values of our family and how does our space reflect that? So, mm-hmm. Ugh, and so you know, good. if having guests is really important to you, you know, thinking about like, what would I, you know, want if I went and stayed at someone's home? Yeah. In my guest room, there's a really plush white robe and I bought an extra large. So it's sure to fit whoever. And there's a couple pair of slippers yeah. and, you know, things that I think, would feel so welcoming to me. And I even sometimes go as far because I like just love like having guests in my home. Like I'll stock Pinterest boards and find things that they like or, you know, I mean, as far as like maybe even cooking meals that they have pinned that they may even forgot about. But just, you know, depending on what it is that you value, just finding ways to live into that and celebrate that and creating a space that allows you to do that. That is so powerful. And hopefully it is lovely in the process, but sure, yeah, it becomes less about, you know, the colors that you've chosen or the accessories that you have and more about does the space really play to the strengths of our family and enable us a space to live more fully into our values. So, so powerful. And it makes so much sense too. I think that can be such a simplifying and hopefully encouraging message so that we don't get bogged down in thinking it's just about buying more stuff. Right. So actually that reminds me of something that I did want to ask you about because Mm -hmm. something that we have talked about on Sort of Awesome a couple of times, it's come up because it's something, it's a concept that I'm really into is the concept of Puga. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I'm even saying that close to right. (laughs) You could say Puga or Huga. It's yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Just not Higgy. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I do try to avoid that sort of (laughs) hillbilly redneck pronunciation. (laughs) I mean, I'll only slightly judge you for that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's definitely one of your areas of expertise. And so I do feel like that as Puga has become more of like this buzzword and this idea in our culture, we as Americans often do have kind of turned it into more of a consumerist commercialism aspect, like you got to get more throw blankets and more candles and put up your fairy lights. And so it becomes more like, like I was just saying more about adding stuff. And I think that somewhere along the way, we've kind of missed what the actual heart of this concept of Huga is. So I was wondering if you could say, because again, I know this is something that is important to you. It's a thing that you're more of an expert in. How can we be more dialed into what's actually at the heart of Huga? Okay. So one of the big things with, like you're saying, you're kind of addressing this, you know, you scroll through Pinterest and there's a woman with a glass of wine sitting in front of a fire with a blanket and this Americanized sort of perspective that that is huga. And it's not that those things aren't, but one thing that's at the heart of it is connection. That one of the basic tenets of the Danish original intention of Huga is what they say, we time over me time. 
And oh, it's I love this that. whole idea that, you know, there's nothing wrong with the things that make you feel cozy, but if all we do is, you know, focus on these things, right? We're not actually doing the act of huga that is connecting, that is this greater goal of creating more meaningful and deeper connection. There's also this sense of shared enjoyment. So mm. huga doesn't just always have to be calm. <laughs> it can be right. activity-based and anything that allows you to experience that connection. So you may be sitting on the couch with a blanket in front of a fire, but you're sitting there having a really meaningful conversation or you're laughing hard or you're watching old family movies together, you know, that still things that are more rooted in connection and we time over me time, this thing that I just relax and get comfortable and shut out the rest of the world. And hopefully uh, you're doing that with the people you love the most. Yeah. Oh, that is brilliant. That is a fantastic insight because I do think, especially like Pinterest or Instagram, something visual or even, you know, magazine spreads, you're flipping through the pages and it does seem to be really focused on like an individual sense of coziness. But mm -hmm. I do, and you know, that's a pretty American interpretation. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. <laughs> and it doesn't mean, I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't sit in a cozy corner and read a book by yourself and have some quiet time. I mean, that also yeah. intrinsically is huga because all of those mm -hmm. things are huga. But it is more about building connection, you know, and hunkering right. down together than it yes. is about, you know, escaping. <laughs> oh, I love it. That is a, such an incredible distinction and something I'm going to be thinking about for sure. <laughs> so here we are, like I said, we're sort of in the long weeks of winter ahead. I was wondering if you could share with us some like really practical ways that we can really lean into this idea in these winter weeks ahead where, you know, it's still dark. It's starting. Like we have like the glimpses of light coming, but mm -hmm. we're still, you know, we're in that sort of in-between space between the true, you know, end of the year darkness of winter and we're not quite to spring. How can we really lean into really being cozy at home in these last weeks of winter? Well, something we haven't really talked about that we really aim for, we don't always <laughs> do this successfully, but it's our goal to kind of have family rituals and rhythms. Oh, yeah. Things that you do, right? Because huga isn't just, right, the throw pillow or the cozy blanket or the fairy lights. It's about connection. So, yeah. you know, there's this element of, right, like I like to say that kind of creating these spaces takes intentionality because sometimes you have to put it on the calendar to make space for these connection, you know, rhythms. Yeah. You yeah. also have to be conscious of your capacity, right? If you have small kids, like, yes. can you all manage? You know, and then creating rhythms that make sense for your family. One thing that Kyle and I used to do before we had our daughter was that we found there was like a lack of making space for art in our lives. And we both like to craft and draw and do projects. And so one thing that we did was what we called crafts with crafts. And we would do them on Wednesday nights and we would buy craft beer and and oh, sit down together and we would just craft. And it was on the calendar for every Wednesday night. And I would, you know, a day or two in advance, say to him, do you need any supplies from Michael's or Hobby Lobby? What do I need to get you so that you're ready? And then it was just agreed on that on Wednesday, we would order food in. 
So his job was easy and like my job was easy. And we would sit down, listen to a podcast together or have a conversation. And we'd both kind of be working on our respective projects, but we made it a rhythm and it became this really fun, meaningful kind of connected experience that we looked forward to. And it could carry us through the whole year if we wanted. So I think one thing about Huga, well, through the long winter, but even into these other seasons, which I know we're going to talk about, is this idea of focusing on rhythms and creating kind of family rituals that are around these things we like to do. You know, we always have pizza on Friday nights, or we always, you know, play a game, or, you know, we like to go to, our family is into, you know, climbing, rock climbing. So we go to the climbing wall, you know, two Fridays a month or something like that, that you create as a rhythm and it becomes a connected activity that you can look forward to and build into kind of the fabric of your family. And those are things that can help you, right? Like you get on the calendar and you look forward to it. And it's something that begins to be something you look forward to all winter long. You know, and I think too, some of it is just the attitude of the way that we approach normal things that we do. Like, For instance, I, you know, last night got stuck in the snow and, you know, it's freezing and, you know, I'm behind the wheel and my window's down and the neighbors are out and everybody's pushing on the car. And I remember thinking, this is actually kind of fun, (laughs) you know, and it's like, nobody wants to be stuck in the snow in the middle of the road, but it felt like this connection with these strangers that we didn't otherwise know. And then it's like, oh, well, where do you live? Oh, where do you live? You know, and in this weird kind of offbeat way, it became this sort of like meaningful, sweet moment in my day being stuck in the middle of the road. And so I think some of the idea of huga and getting through the long winters, right, is also our perspective, our own attitude toward what we bring to, you know, our lives that even simple things that we do on a daily basis, if we can find a place of gratitude in it, even if we're feeling depressed about the weather. And bringing our own, you know, a healthier perspective to it, it can kind of transform the way we feel in it, you know. So for me, it's about kind of a mental stance that I take, you know, a posture that I take toward my life. And then also this kind of combination of creating rituals and rhythms in a space that all lends to this kind of holistic way of living that feels right for us. That is so important. And as you were talking, I hadn't even thought about this, but I have found, especially coming through, you know, you kind of mentioned like feeling depressed because of the weather, the actual lack of sunshine in our lives. I have found myself as I've gone through stretches of, you know, actual depression, both postpartum depression, and then just it kind of flares up every Mm -hmm. now and again. One of the most important things that I can do to work through that is to have something to look forward Mm -hmm. to. And I think that sometimes we may be tempted to think like, oh, I should book a getaway or, you know, like something really big to look forward to. But I have found even the smallest things, genuinely, I love to take a bubble Mm -hmm. bath. So even if I can just know this day, it's hard, you know, like I'm in the midst of it, it's hard work just to get through the day. But if I even have something as small as like, at the end of today, I'm going to sink into a bubble bath. I'm going to read a book or I'm going to listen to my favorite music or whatever. The smallest things, just having that little thing to look forward to as an individual can be so helpful. So I can see then how, you know, as a family and you're looking for points of connection Mm -hmm. 
especially when our family lives these days can be so disconnected with people going and doing their activities and busy, busy, busy. If collectively we have, you know, something that we look forward to doing together, that could make a radical change in how much, you know, like what our mindset about our home life is. Right. And I think, you know, on the flip side, it's like, so there's the part that you have this thing scheduled that you're looking forward to. And then there's the other part that's the spontaneity, you know, and I think that's kind of what oh, yeah. I, you know, yeah. maybe what I was experiencing in the street last night. But yeah. you know, even if it's like everybody's, you know, complaining about, you know, the weather, the snow, or they haven't gotten to play outside and you're just like, you know what, forget it. Get all the blankets in the house. We're building a fort, you know, something yes. that, you know, can help to shake you out of that. Yes. You know, even if it's just music, anything that is spontaneous, especially when you're feeling that like doldrum. And I don't mean to make less of, you know, actual clinical, you know, um, depression. I'm just saying in in terms of that level that we all kind of experience just because the days are so long sometimes. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so great. And yeah, the spontaneity thing is huge because whoever plans to get stuck in the snow in the street, you don't really plan it. But (laughs) just being able, I think you make a great point that when you're tuned into the idea of connection, that you actually can find it in those little moments, you know, whether it's a conversation with a stranger at the grocery store or, you know, just like whatever life brings you being tuned into the idea of connection, you can be surprised by how you find it you know, when you're really looking for it. So yes, get baked into the dynamic, you know, of who you are or to the story that your family is writing, you know, letting that kind of be, you know, creating space for that and awareness for that. Yes, totally, totally. All right, awesomes, I have a little confession to make. For years, I did not understand this trend of wearing your athletic gear outside of the gym. I mean, I truly thought it was just like wearing glorified sweatpants. But all of that changed when I found Fabletics. Fabletics was created by the very beautiful and very awesome Kate Hudson, and they are a fashion-focused activewear brand with a mission to empower women by making a healthy, active lifestyle accessible to everyone with an exceptional price point. So no matter if you're headed to Zumba class or you're going to do a little yoga at home, or put the baby in a stroller and do a power walk around the neighborhood, Fabletics has you covered. They carry gym wear suitable for any type of workout. They truly are your one-stop shop for affordable gym wear, and all of their designs are created in-house. You're not going to find these pieces anywhere else. Fabletics is offering you awesomes an incredible deal you do not want to miss. You're going to get two leggings for $24. That's a $99 value when you sign up as a VIP. You go to fabletics.com slash awesome to take advantage of that deal right now. You're also going to get free shipping on orders over $49 and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. One piece that I have been loving from Fabletics this winter is my Vanessa Quilted Cardigan. It is so cute and comfortable and I find I'm reaching for almost every time I leave the house these days. Now, if you've never tried Fabletics, I highly recommend starting on their collections page so you can see all of their trending pieces. Fabletics releases brand new styles, collections, and prints every month. And when you become a VIP with Fabletics, you'll get up to 50% 
20% off of regular pricing and instant access to their latest collections. There's no commitment to order on a regular basis. You can skip any month. So if you're ready to feel confident stepping into your workout routines with trendy and affordable gym wear this year, you gotta go check out Fabletics. And trust me, you do not want to miss out on their very special offer of two leggings for $24 and $99 value when you sign up as a VIP. All you have to do is go to fabletics.com awesome to get your two leggings for $24. That's fabletics.com awesome. Remember, there's no commitment to purchase monthly and there's free shipping on all orders over $49. Again, fabletics.com awesome. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, so we've talked about, we're really living out the last weeks of winter here. But again, I'm so curious what your thoughts are to how this translates into our warm weather seasons. So, you know, it's spring or especially summer. That's the time where we're not necessarily thinking about like a cozy feeling Mm -hmm. or sometimes we're not even really thinking about a connection feeling because again, now we're spending a lot of time outside or kids are off at camp or, you know, just various things are happening. I'm wondering how on a practical level, this can translate into different seasons of the year besides when we are normally thinking about kind of cozying up at home. Right. I think, you know, naturally the winter is that easy time to hunker down that sometimes we overlook these actually really obvious things that we love about the other seasons that are actually really hooga too. So like campfires, (laughs) Mm, yes, you know, like hearing the crackle and feeling the warmth and you know, the light reflected on the faces of the people that you love. And, you know, maybe there's someone with a guitar, like moments like that with your feet in the sand or you're out camping or you're hiking together as a family and you're kind of absorbed into nature. Those are all hygge, just as much as sitting next to a crackling fire in the winter in your own home. Yeah. You know, like seeing fireflies, appreciating, you know, fireflies out in the woods or being at the beach and hearing the sounds or the smells stargazing, like laying in a hammock, all of those things are equally, you know, as hygge as some of these others, you know, it might not be cozying up in a winter lodge, but maybe you are at a lake house, you know, with your family. For me, there's an element of nostalgia. I think that's attached Mm. to the summer for me too, because my in-laws have this little house on the lake that we go and stay at. And there's this weird, funky, coffee mug with a trout on it. And and I <laughs> use that mug every time I go. And I look forward, I think my coffee tastes better in that mug because it has some <laughs> weird kind of like nostalgic sort of thing to me. Yes, so anything yes. that, you know, fosters that sense of like, I belong in this space. I'm at home in this space. I love these people. I love what we're doing. You know, it's very huga to bring the outdoors in. So You know, if you are out, you know, maybe you go on a little, you know, scavenger hunt, walk around the block and you, you know, find like a bush with some berries or a little branch that's fallen off a tree or something. And you can bring that home and put it on your table or fresh cut flowers. All of those are ways bringing the outdoors in. I think too, I think it's a nice transition. I mean, we hear about spring cleaning, but I think even looking at your home with new eyes and could your living room, maybe, you know, a few years ago or 10 years ago, even you painted it like this forest green color or, you know, a brick red or something. Maybe it's just time to go white in there. Just lighten up the space, you know, do something fresh. Like 
I think even changes like that, that are somewhat jarring to our senses can also bring like this new sort of fresh life and appreciation, lighten up our lives and give us more space kind of to dream and live in those spaces. But I think being outdoors, there's so many opportunities for connection and just being intentional that you're still doing things as a family, even playing in the backyard or grilling out or having a barbecue or hanging the twinkle, you know, hanging the outdoor lights, all of those things like somehow cultivate that sense of, oh, I just love being out here and I love being with my people and it's the summer and I'm feeling good. And that's hookah. (laughs) Yes. It absolutely is. And I'm so glad you mentioned the nostalgia element. I think we sometimes think, you know, we compartmentalize and we think, oh, nostalgia belongs with like the winter holidays and Christmas and Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving and these types of things. But I find some of my most delightful moments during the summer are doing things with my kids just in our own backyard that my parents did. For example, Mm-hmm. My kids love watermelon, like love, love, love it. I do not super love it because watermelon is a big mess and it's so sticky. <laughs> right. Right. So, and I know I inherited that sort of perspective on watermelon from my mother, who also did not love having watermelon in the house. So, what she would do, and what I now do with my kids, is cut up that watermelon, cut it down into all the slices, put it in a huge bowl, and then take it outside. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, everybody can just feast on watermelon. And then I just kind of spray them down with the garden hose when they're done. And they think that's so much fun too. That is like a super cheap, but also really fun, meaningful thing to do in the summer season. And again, for me personally, it connects me back to my own childhood. And hopefully as we're doing these things, you know, that someday the kids will remember, remember when mom used to make us go outside to eat watermelon? (laughs) They're like, I finally understand why. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But truly, I love that idea because a lot of times our summer rhythms and rituals as families, they kind of do have a connection point either, you know, from earlier in our lives, maybe our childhood or our young adult years or whatever. So, Kali, that's such a great perspective on the warmer weather seasons is looking for that connection and really kind of uncovering the nostalgia of it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fun. So fun. This is so helpful. Now I'm like, I'm ready for spring and summer. Yeah. Let's get there. <laughs> I only have like six more months to wait. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you this before we go, because again, I'm a person who looking at the aesthetic of things does not come naturally to me. And so I know there's got to be awesomes who are listening, who are kind of thinking along the same lines. I was wondering what thoughts you have on hiring a consultant like yourself. I mean, this is your actual job is Mm. that you work with clients, you talk to them about their family life and their spaces and all of those things. For somebody who wants to find a consultant or some outside perspective to come in and help them, where do we even begin to look to find somebody who does what you do? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that there are any others who are coziness consultants, but I do believe... You have to do some of this work right first yourself with the values, you know, kind of uncovering, okay, what, making a list of your frustrations, like every time I go in the, you know, pantry, this happens, or I always, you know, when I go in the basement and I reach for the light switch, I always wish I had, or whatever, you know, Mm. whatever it is, Mm -hmm. start trying to be aware of where those like kind of sticking points are 
Yeah. And just start making a list of those frustrations. What is not working well? And then also, you know, identifying what are our values? What's true of our family? What do I need to and want to live more naturally into? And you may find that you're like, you know what? We homeschool in the dining room, and but I always have kept all of my, you know, homeschool supplies in the other room because of this or that. I need to just clear out my cabinet and, you know, whatever it is, you may be able to solve some of those issues yourself just by starting to think through what is it that frustrates me about this and Mm. what do I really want? Right. But then when it comes to interior design, you can definitely, you know, Google interior designers or organizers in your area. You can, you know, check out their websites. You can ask them about their philosophy. You can kind of communicate, you know, where you're coming from with some of the stuff that we've talked about today and identifying some of the issues. You know, you can even search hashtags and follow people on Instagram that are, you know, interior decorators or designers and try to take note of, you know, the images that strike you. What is it about that image? Is it just that, man, I really love following this woman. And when I look at her whole feed, I scroll it. It's just white everywhere or whatever. Like try to be sensitive to the things you're just naturally drawn to, even if it doesn't come supernatural to you to accessorize your own space. You can also, you know, go on a local, if you're part of a local Facebook moms group, or you can look on Nextdoor, you can ask for recommendations. And then I also do video consulting. I'm 100% available for that. You can DM me on social media. You can send me pictures. We can talk about, you know, maybe having like a live video call just to try to help me get a better like picture of your space and to talk, you know, one-on-one with you. I'm more than happy to help you problem solve. I always say sometimes all you need is just a second pair of eyes. (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. With my clients, I find that, you know, ways that they're feeling uncertain, they'll say, well, I kind of thought about this or that. And I'm like, okay, well, you actually have your answer. You just are looking for someone to say, yes, that. Yes. Yes. You need someone who has a second pair of eyes and is a good mirror, is a good, you know, can give you good feedback and help you kind of frame it maybe in a new way so you can see maybe some changes that you can make in your space. Yeah. I also share live videos and post things. I, you know, take questions on Instagram and try to answer those, just addressing, you know, really basic areas. Like I just did one about mudrooms and entryways and just talked about some common issues and some common fixes. So there may be, you know, something you can tune in there that I'm covering or even ask me to cover. And I'd be more than happy to do a video about that on social media too. I have learned so much from your Instagram. Seriously, you always have fantastic things. And what I love is that you're just like super practical about it. I mean, I feel like Instagram can be such a great place for inspiration, but it can also be really overwhelming and make you feel like I'm gonna have to spend so much money. But you look like take such a practical view on things. And it is not about going out and, you know, shopping the latest West Elm catalog or whatever. It's like, right. no, let's work with what we have here. I also wanted to ask you, I know, so it sounds like you and your sister have a very close relationship, like my sister and I do. And you guys are even starting to work together to kind of take some of these messages about not only styling your home, but styling yourself maybe and creating events mm-hmm. around that. So I want you to say just a little bit about that too. Yeah. So my sister, Olivia, is a personal stylist. She's here in Grand Rapids too. She went to fashion design school in California and they've lived here now for about four years. And she and I started 
these events that we called Bright and Becoming. And it was sort of like a nebulous kind of like, we've never been in anything like this. Let's just try. And so our first event last year was part pop-up shop. We invited seven local shops, clothing stores and home stores, that little boutiques that were locally owned by women here in the community. And they set up their pop-up shops. And then we each gave a 15-minute talk. She talked about, you know, creating a basic wardrobe. I talked about how to make any space a cozier reflection of you. And then we invited a good friend of ours to do a calligraphy tutorial. And it was just this really fun pop-up and workshop kind of hybrid event, but it spun out into this kind of cool community that's being built. And we're getting more opportunities to share together. And we both Mm. have really discovered a love of speaking about these things. And of course, like it totally scratches my itch for making new friends. So (laughs) um, totally. So we each have our individual profiles and presences on social media. And then we also have a Bright and Becoming events page on Instagram. So we're just starting to build that, but we're starting to post videos there together and kind of just helps us to both delve more into that kind of vision and discussion around curating our lives, right? To live really in line with who we're supposed to be. I love that. I really feel like what you guys are doing is kind of taking the concept again of Awesome's Know How and like making it really concrete and really local so that, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk a lot on Sort of Awesome about finding your people and how do you find them and how do you connect with them? So if you're a person who's like, I really would love to know how to, you know, do fix up my wardrobe and not have to spend a lot of money. And you you can take a chance and go to something like the Brighton Becoming event, something that's local to you and connect with other people who are also like, I need help here. How do we Mm -hmm. do this? And Mm -hmm. those connections can come really naturally then. So I really love that. That is such a fantastic idea. So, okay, Amber, before we wrap up, anything else that you want to share with the awesomes before we let you go today? Well, yes. So in preparation of coming on your show, I actually sat down and put together a special PDF download, a free download that is Huga for Spring and Summer. And it talks about all the stuff that we just discussed, but it delves deeper into some design ideas for your house. It's a little less around the idea of values. It's more about aesthetics, but it really does dovetail into what we're talking about. And it's kind of the interior design extension of what we've sort of discussed today. So that is available in the link tree link in my bio on Instagram. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm like, I'm going to get over there and get it right now. (laughs) Help us remember where can we find you like on Instagram and just all of the places where can we connect with you? So my website is thecosinessconsultant.com. I am most active on Instagram, which is, you know, instagram.com slash thecosinessconsultant. And on Facebook as well, I don't post as much there. My Instagram kind of feeds to it. That's like the hub of where I do most of my communication. But that is slash The Coziness Consultant as well. Okay, awesome. So at The Coziness Consultant on Instagram, I'm telling you guys, Amber has a ton of stuff. And thank you so much for making a little PDF just for us. That's so helpful. I I really can't wait to get it. So great. So thank you so much for taking the time to come and share all of this. I'm telling you, I'm going to be thinking about so many of the things that you have said 
for a long time because this was really insightful for me. So I hope, Awesomes, as you're listening, that oh, I'm glad you're taking away some of Amber's wisdom that she came to share. So really, thank you for coming <laughs> to the show this week. I'm so thankful. Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure. So fun. Well, Awesomes, remember you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. The show's over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod, and you can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer, and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer, and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.